Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I'm Ollie Davis, and I'm joined by Luke Owen, D A D, without my gem that championship because mm. it is a remote podcast today for reasons. I mean, actually, I say we weren't going to go into them, but the person in question actually put it up on Twitter, so they've made it public knowledge. It's but we should not refer to it. We should just say it's travel issues, right? Oh, travel. oh I like that. Yeah, scheduling That's, conflicts. It's it's all travel issues. He couldn't get a visa, so we're all working from home. Yeah, but as he put yeah. it up on Twitter, let's let's have a look how Gen Zers or whatever it is <laughs> discuss their private lives willy nilly on the internet. Da, 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 da. Always a good filler for time, isn't it? Just saying dun 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 in a sing-songy way. Dun, like dun, 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 dun. And it, it just fills that silence beautifully. So here is uh, Andy Datson's Twitter statement. So I have just tested positive for coronavirus. So yes, it's my fault the podcasts won't be done in the studio today. I'm fine, just a bad cough. However, it seems to have made me even more handsome. Uh, no hey. more funny though. <laughs> so yeah, it's a remote podcast. It's a bit like a mm. bit going back in time. This. Well, I you know probably get used to it if the I've got I've got the fe- I've got the feeling. I woke up with the feeling today. I said this. Well, to you doesn't the other seem day. in a good place. I said this to you the other day when when Boris announced that he was having a press conference. I had this this pit in my stomach that said oh, he's going to tell us to work from home again. He's got all non-essential. And I wonder if there'll be, before Christmas comes in, there'll be a work from home mandate or they'll wait until Christmas is done so they don't have to cancel Christmas for a second year running. And then they'll announce a work from home mandate because the numbers will be too much. Yeah. I mean, we just got all the IKEA stuff delivered to the office. I had on my to-do list bring in the toolkit today so me and Pete can build the Calyxes. 
Do you know what I had on my to-do list today and I remember to do? Uh, take the Jam That Championship home? Well, I mean, I had to take that off the list because I wasn't going to bring it home. I was actually going to get the train in today as well. I'll tell you about that in a second. Mm. Um, but uh, I brought in two PS4 controllers. Oh, yeah. So because we, we were going to play the speedrunner thing. Four-player speedrunner. But that's um, but Andy's ruined that now, so um, can't do that. Guess we'll never do that again. So that was our mm. one opportunity to to do that. But no, I was uh, I was genuinely I was at the train station this morning, and it was probably I picked the right day to do it because if I was driving, I wouldn't have seen those messages that were being sent back and oh. forth, and I would have just driven to London, found out that we were all being sent home, and driven back. And I probably, well, that, I probably would have, have been a bit, there. A, I probably would have been in a bit of a grotty mood about it if I'm being one hundred percent. No, Luke doesn't have <laughs> moods. He's no, just I'm, happy bumbling along. I made the decision last night that I was going to try and get the train into work because I was in, I was in traffic yesterday driving out of London, and it takes me an hour to to get to the motorway from our office. Um, through the Blackwall Tunnel, and then basically just crawling through London to, to get back into Kent. And it takes me an hour, sometimes a little bit, bit longer than an hour. Mm. And I was just looking at the taillights in front of me, like that Driving Home for Christmas song. Huh. Top to do in hell, man. And I thought to myself, well, this is what my life is now. This is, this is what this looks like. This is just what. It, it's not roadworks. It's not a time of year. This is just what it looks like. So I made the decision. One day a week, I'm going to get the train in. Oh, treat yourself. I'm going to drive in two days a week and get the train one day a week. And is this meant to be faster? Of course, the train is faster. up to do stuff. You could knit. You Mm -hmm. could juggle. You could learn to shuffle a deck of cards really well. In one hand. And impress people. Yeah. Yes. No, and, and it takes me literally an hour on the train. The only reason I don't do the train is because it's so expensive. It's 700 quid <laughs> a month to get the train mm. uh, from mine to London. That's an extortionate amount of money. You do effectively live in France, though. <laughs> Hardly. I live an hour outside of London. It costs me I seven, know. And it costs me 700 pounds a month to get the train in. But yeah, no. So I was at the train station. I had my woolly hat on, I had my big winter coat on, bought my ticket, walked across to the platform, opened up WhatsApp, all hell's broken loose on the old WhatsApp messages of uh, Andy going, I've tested positive. Um, sorry, everyone. He was very apologetic about it. Mm. And then Pete, Andy, uh, sorry, Pete, Adam and Terry panicking about what to do next. And I was like, where's Ollie? Ollie. <laughs> Ollie was doing work. Ollie was watching AEW. Then he was writing the review of AEW. Sorry that I don't engage with Twitter or WhatsApp or look at my phone or emails before I finish the stuff I need to do. Yeah, yeah in this case, it was pretty serious. <laughs> so, yeah, well done, everybody. Everybody gets a day at home because of Andy. You can just fob off and masturbate or whatever it is people do when they work from home. We, we are just after you left yesterday. Uh, is that what Andy, you're telling us what you did? <laughs> <laughs> this is what I've done money. already today. <laughs> Had a cheese toasty, masturbated. <laughs> uh, Andy was looking at the Pornhub stats. 
yesterday. Didn't go too deep into them because we wanted to save some for after dark. Mm. And so you're trying to impress you know, Terry like, again. Probably something like that. Look at my look at everything I know. <laughs> <laughs> and Pete, because we just had the Spotify wrapped stats come through where Pete Quinnell is in the top 0.1% of Bo Burnham listeners. Is he really? Mm. Wow. Guess how many days Pete listened to Spotify this year? How many? 45,000. Days? Yeah. Too many days for the year. <laughs> Twenty. He, he had a hundred Spotify accounts open and was just listening separately. No, uh, 29 days. Wow. I'm just, just Bo Burnham or just Spotify general? Spotify in general. And I was like, what? Like, but that's podcast, right? And he was like, no, I use a different app for podcasts. I use Acast. It's a lot of audio content. There's a lot of audio content. I didn't have that many hours. Do you want to see what mine was? Because I've got my Spotify wraps mm. here. I haven't done uh, mine yet. I found out my top played artists of the year. Um, oh, is my rap thing gone now? Because I did it yesterday. I haven't done my wrapped. Hmm. Well, anyway, let me let me tell you where I was going with this. Andy found out in the UK the the spike of traffic. Sorry. Yep. Oh, someone's entrance music just here. <laughs> Playing the you spike off again. of tra- the spike of traffic for uh when Pornhub is used. 1 p.m. <laughs> lunchtime. At lunchtime. A little lunchtime break. Is that pre or post eating? Huh. What a good question. Should, should we put it out as a like an email topic <laughs> for the podcast? Jenna, Jenna, we need a poll. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking we could get people, you know, support at wrestletalk.com, send us an email. Mm. The inbox is a bit low at the moment, so maybe people can do we want I people emailing want... in no, with their masturbation no. habits? No, no, we don't. We don't want that. Uh, let's see what wrapped is. I mean, I hope a lot of people have been listening got, to us. You got to, oh, okay. So I've listened to um, thirteen thousand six hundred and sixty-three minutes listening. That's more. Wow, that's more than sixty-six percent of other listeners in the UK. So let's wow. do thirteen thousand six hundred and sixty-three minutes to days. Well, it's Pete's twenty-nine. 29 days, yeah. Oh, man, he's got me beat by 20. That's nine days for me. Nine and a half days Jeez. is my Spotify listening to. And that, like Pete, is nothing to do with podcasts. That's just all tunes. Um, mostly Limp Bizkit's new album. Also, I drive a lot. <laughs> so, like, that's me listening to, like, music while I'm driving. I had 14,000 uh, hours. No, minutes. Yep, so yours is 14,000. Just 14,000 flat? Something, I, I can't, I don't know. Okay, well, I'll do 14,000. 9.7 days. Okay, wow. Well, but I include podcasts in that. Oh, oh, you listen to podcasts through Spotify, do you? Oh, yes, I'm I remember. one guy. You, you moved it all across. I remember you making a big deal out of this, that you were ditching all podcast apps and you were moving everything exclusively to Spotify. 
Yeah, they, uh, you know, that $100 million they spent on Joe Rogan, <laughs> they got this guy. I'm a $100 million defection. I uh, I posted this up on Twitter, but, um, you know, a lot of people say to me, Luke, you're stuck in the 90s. And I don't know mm. what they mean by that. But my top played artists of 2021 were Faith No More, Limp Bizkit, Rob Zombie, Corn, <laughs> and Deftones. And my top well. played songs were... In, in reverse order, Only Happy When It Rains by Garbage, One Week by the Bare Naked Ladies, Nice, Kiss Me by um, Six Pen Oh, Richard, wow. Rotterdam or Anywhere by The Beautiful South, <laughs> and Tequila by Terrorvision. What? Yeah. That, those were your top five listened to songs. Yeah, my top songs of 2021 right there. Those are a bit focuses. Huh. Is there a way to look at this without this annoying stories like format? Skip to the you can skip to the end. It's kind of like Instagram stories. Yeah, you can do that. That gives you very much much better. Oh, my top artist was the Beatles. Hey, well, what a man of culture. Then sports team. That's right, I'm a current man as well. Then Weezer. Eh, Unfortunate. (laughs) It's always going to happen, isn't it? I hate myself. Uh, Cheek face. And Wolf Alice. I'm a cool guy. Oh, that's, that's a cool guy. That's a cool guy. Listen. That's I a think. cool guy. Listen to. I think Terry would be impressed by that. You should you tell reckon? her that. You tell her that on I will. Tuesday. Well, I'll tell her. <laughs> right. Anyway, let's get into the show. That's a long intro. Um, we're talking about Cody Rhodes going through a flaming table. Here is the show. Oh, a flaming table. Cody's only gone through a flaming table, but it's literally a flaming table. That thing was on fire. Hi, I'm Ollie Davis. I'm joined by Luke Owen. D-A-D. The timing might have been slightly off there for Luke's finger points because, of course, we are recording this remotely. We have had an outbreak. At the, well, not an outbreak. We have had one positive case at the office, which means... We've all got to stay at home now. Yeah. Until we our, get our, our negative tests. Our whole Christmas party is in jeopardy now. Like everything may be cancelled at the Wrestle Talk office. All of Ollie's plans he had to build furniture today, cancelled. The fun we had planned for next week, cancelled. The fun we had planned today, I had two PlayStation 4 controllers in the bag, ready for some four player speedrunner, cancelled. But. Best wishes to Andy Datsun. Yeah, best get, wishes. We'll get get yeah, well get soon, well Andy. Soon. It's well not soon, your yeah. fault you got COVID. It's not your and fault. And then nearly gave it to all of us. It's not <laughs> your fault. Get well soon. Get well soon. This is the AEW Dynamite <laughs> Review Podcast, which is sponsored by a beer. It certainly is. Beer52.com forward slash wrestle talk. Get yourself 10 free craft beers here on us at wrestle talk 10 10 10 all you gotta do is pay for that sweet post and packaging six pounds 95 which when you think about it is a lower number than 10 which is the amount of craft beers you get in the box uk viewers only we're better than you and we drink it these are the last couple of shows to get this offer it's this show tomorrow and smackdown this is the final week of beer 52 so if you want to click that link now is the time to be doing it especially for those christmas presents if you like what what can i get my dad or my uncle or hey 
Women are a thing too. My mum or my auntie. What can I get them for Christmas? It's so hard these days. A Beer 52 subscription. And you can get an offer for it as well. How how did I get involved with Beer 52? It was a Christmas present to my wife. That is how I got Mm. into Beer 52. I bought it for her as like a trial thing. And then we both were like, this is awesome. So then I just started getting it for myself. Uh, that's before we get into the AEW thoughts review, just a probably a good public service announcement here from Peter Mullins. Of course, scary times in the pandemic, but don't lick elderly people. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. Don't do it. Right. So the show last night was main evented by <laughs> the Cody verse. Which was, of course, bonkers. And just when you thought, hey, I've got my benchmark level for the bonkersness, the show start like the match started, Arn Anderson falls off a ramp by accident. Oh, poor Arn Anderson. <laughs> you just saw him in the background just go, oh no. So Andrade's already made his entrance. Andrade's already made his entrance. Uh, then Cody comes out. And Andrade runs up the ramp to attack him, as does Jose the assistant. And he goes to clothesline Arn. But before Arn can even do anything, he's already fallen off the stage. Jose is like, oh, crap, Arn Anderson. And helps Arn Anderson up and then starts to pretend to hit him. (laughs) It was beautiful. It was exactly what I want from a Cody match. And then they brawl through the crowd, this, that, and the other. And then... My feed cut out. Did this happen? Have you managed to watch yeah, I, the I remaining had to go, seven minutes? I had to go through alternative means uh, to, to watch the rest of this. But yes, mine cut to bars and tone for like seven minutes. And I was like, oh, this will only this will only be like this for 30 seconds. No, there's a minute, two, three, four. And then I got to like the point and I was like, all of a sudden, Jose's running down bare chested. He's built like a brick ass house. And I was like, what the hell happened? <laughs> Cody's bleeding. What's going on? Do you think this was just AEW's way to go like, oh, damn, they're booing Cody. Pre- <laughs> quick, hit the button in his hometown. Never. Bars and tone for seven minutes. Yeah, so it was, uh, of course, people already sort of, apparently the live reports are 30% of the people were booing Cody. of the people were cheering him. This was in Cody's hometown, yet boos are louder than cheers generally. So it sounded like a lot more people were booing him. But, you know, if he's getting booed that much in his hometown, they're in New York next week. Oh, the New York reaction. But he's not on the card, though, is he? Like, he wasn't announced for a match. So That's maybe fair. we won't get like the full Long Island uh, treatment towards Cody Rhodes. You might get more heel heat than MJF is. Um, but like it was, I did make the joke in my in my notes being like, oh, look, he can't even get cheered in his hometown. But they were making reference to it on commentary as well. Being, you know, this must be rattling Cody, getting a mixed reaction like this in his hometown. Like what does that do to one psyche going up against Andrade? And Andrade was doing everything that he could to get the crowd to boo him. Yeah. And cheer and cheer Cody. Yeah, he was trying his darndest to get this crowd against him. And you know, in in some cases, it kind of worked. Well, yeah, he'd do the old tease getting a table out spot. People like, yeah, tables. And Andrade would throw it away. He, he threw the Cody's weight belt into the crowd this time to avoid a repeat of what happened last week when it was thrown back in. Although the crowd did chant, you know, 
throw it throw back, it throw back. it back, but it didn't didn't catch on. Well, the, uh, the crowd were chanting "throw it back," particularly around the guy that caught it, and then the guy was like, "No." Why would I throw this back? <laughs> this is cool. I've got this. I paid my money to get a front row seat. I'm going to keep the belt. And then they booed the guy for keeping the belt and not throwing it back. I can use this at the gym. This is just, this is a great little thing. I can sell this on eBay. Um, And, and Sean Ross Sapp will buy it probably. To add to his <laughs> big collection of things. What a, what a mark. What a mark. Yeah. <laughs> so... There's, you know, there's loads of little spots. It's a Cody match, so of course there's a random celebrity in the front row. It's T Pain. <laughs> do you remember T Pain? I do not know. No, I do not remember. He used. He really uh, jumped full force into auto tune. Oh, really? In the late noughties. and I'm pretty sure. Let me confirm this. On a boat, song by the Lonely Island. Yes. Oh, is he the one? He's. He's that guy. There's a lot of auto-tune in that song as well. Yes. So he is the guy who sings the hook of Lonely Islands. I'm on a boat. Mm. I'm on a boat. Uh, anyway, this all goes on. My feed cuts out. You've seen the bits in between. But yeah, Cody's got a golden shovel. He gets out. <laughs> I mean, whenever I see Cody do things like this, it always reminds me of this. I know writers who use subtext and they're all cowards. <laughs> great garth Marenghi clip yeah why beat around the bush why put layers under layers under layers under layers why have an iceberg when you can just have the full thing in exactly. clear view i'm cody but then he goes then he does interviews and he says oh, it's not about triple h i'm doing my own thing he literally before the golden shovel pulled out a sledgehammer like he he had a kendo stick and then threw the kendo stick down, went underneath, got a sledgehammer out and was like, not that either. Then brought out the golden shovel. Hey, guys, I don't put the stuff under the ring. I just put it out. This is a, <laughs> this is an intentional. Uh, you don't read too much into this. Anyway, Jose runs out. He's buff as all heck. I had I did not recognize him. Why is he wearing a baggy suit? <laughs> to hide the fact that he's buff, I guess. He might be one of the most the biggest guys in AEW. <laughs> Tim and Billy Gunn. Tim, Billy Gunn, and John Silver. Yeah. Uh, and Andrade and Cody keep fighting. You know, it's, it's a good, it's a it's a really fun match. And they get up to the top rope, and there's a table there, and someone runs into the ring. They remove their mask. It's Brandy Rhodes, and she is booed out the building. Why was she disguised? For the reveal but it wasn't really much of a reveal was it because she literally got in the ring then took the hood off mm. so it's not like she got in the ring did a thing and then she revealed that oh it was it was me all along austin she, she got in the ring was like it's me austin now i've got to do my thing i like the days when you know a hundred people just accompanied cody out to ringside you know and it was like this proper i'm fighting for the from the nightmare family's corner yeah, just had Brandy out there all the time. Yeah, him, like there's but, Lee Johnson, MJF, I don't know, the other 1,000 people that are in the Nightmare DDP. family. <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. Tommy Dreamer. Can't, can't say that ML. these days. Rosario Dawson. Yeah, you can't, can't say can't that. Say, can't say that these days. Um, But yeah, so, for, you know, it was a it was a pop. 
Cody <laughs> exists in his own booking match agenting island where you can just do superficial things. That completely goes against the way most of the rest of the program goes. I don't care, though. I think it's good to have variety. And yeah, it was a reveal, whatever. But, but the crowd booed her. You know, we can't. That is significant. She lights the table on fire. A lot of fire. Mm-hmm. Not a fire fire? No, not at all. Uh, no, I don't. I, well, you know, the table was gimmicked to have like the flame stuff on it because you could see there was like it was perfectly burnt, um, sort of an area of it on the table. And did you, when you were watching this match, were you really distracted by Cody's back? I wasn't, but maybe, you know, if I watched the eight minutes that was missing from my feed, maybe I would have been. Well, I saw it before the fight feed went dead. And I saw it because they mentioned it on commentary. All of a sudden, they pointed out, it's like, oh, there's something on Cody's back. And they said, oh, it must be from the garbage when they were fighting in the crowd. Is it not the chip on his shoulder? <laughs> Very good. And I, he, and he, it looked like he had been sunbathing and then he forgot to put sun lotion on. You're right there. Yeah, I was just doing the, ah, okay, the yeah. adjusting glasses visual gag. Suntan he, lotion. Yeah, he looked like he he went sunbathing but forgot to put suntan lotion on and really burnt his back in the sun. And it's now five days later and it's really peeling. That is what his back looked like. But I was like, well, he'd have just gone to a tanning booth. It's probably not that. Then when I saw the finish, I was like, oh, it was like a fire gel thing to, to protect mm. him from when that bump happens. Okay, that makes sense. But it was really distracting in the early portion of the match. Yeah, I I mean, I love this. I think wrestling stunts should be done with more smoke and mirrors in mind. You know, I'm a big fan of blood capsules in the mouth. No no, no reason to actually bleed in some instances. You can do the, the same thing with just some good old-fashioned magic illusionary. So, But the Cody stuff, you know, I didn't notice it, but everybody else seems to have. So just wear a T-shirt. That's what I it's thought. A street, it's a street fight. Yeah, when I thought that it was something like up with his back, like he'd had some bad acne or something, I was like, just wear a t-shirt, mate. Like, I don't think the crowd would be there booing you if you were, you know, not shirtless and stuff. As you said, it's an Atlanta street fight. They're going to uh, boo the, him regardless. Well, exactly. I thought the crowd, I thought the, this was a fun match, though. I really enjoyed it. And the finish was spectacular as well. Like, it was all Cody. So, like, they, they go up top and, like, Brandy sets this table on fire. Woof, goes up in flame, right? Massive amounts of flame. ECW levels of flame. And Cody does this reverse suplex to Andrade. So Andrade sort of hits the fire. Cody hits all of the fire and then pins Andrade while literally fire on fire. He was there was flames on his on his homelander gear. There was homes, there was, there was flames on his shoulders and stuff. He pinned Andrade while Andrade was on fire, and he was also on fire. It was madness, but it was it was a very, very cool visual. Yeah, definitely a cool visual and and like massive props to Cody and Andrade. Like the the story was that he wanted to do something bigger for his hometown of Atlanta than he did last time they were there, which was the Wardlow Cage match. When well, we liked that him. moon, yeah, back back <laughs> in the good old days, and he hit that huge moonsault off the top of the cage. That's one of the scariest things he said he's ever done. That you know, he gets up there and he just hits that moonsault because he said if he stayed up there any longer and milked it for the crowd, he wouldn't have done it. Yeah, because you oh, can't yeah. rehearse that thing. 
You, do, you no, just get one and done. That's it, because if you rehearse it, then you get the fear and you know what it's like. So you're better off just going out and doing it. I thought it was a very cool visual. Like the, the table, I think, probably could have been positioned slightly better, but that, I think that's massively nitpicking. I thought this was a really, really awesome way to end this show. But I, I, I thought it was a, a mostly very fun show. The crowd don't really, they're not into Cody. I don't think this babyface push thing is working. As a few people pointed out in the chat as well, this is, I think apart from the fact that it's Atlanta, it's probably trying to get some cool visuals and stuff for Rose to the Top, because uh, that's been renewed for its second season. You told me um, when we got, uh, we did the Raw review. But yeah, overall, I thought this was really, really cool. I thought it was a fun match with a really visually good finish. I just question the. I look at this match and I think, okay, Cody's really trying to kill himself to get the fans to cheer him. I don't think anything Cody does is going to get the fans to cheer him. Not even a flaming so, table. So if he's doing this, it's like, to what end? Uh, and I, I kind of feel for the guy. Well, I mean, he tried asking us politely to cheer him. He gave us his shoes. He teamed with all the super duper baby faces that everyone likes against the dastardly heels that everyone hates. He's gone through a flaming table. None of it's working. It's like, well, we'll just find the next thing that we'll do that'll make people like me. Maybe he'll just take some time off and just be nothing but Fuego too. And that guy's good. Um, you, you don't think this is a building to the ultimate you people promo? Um, I I think it should do. And I, I don't, and I also think that Cody doing the You People promo, then going back on his word that he's never going to challenge for the title again, I think mm -hmm. it'd be some really, really great because that will get some awesome heel work as well. But going by the promos, the, the promos, the interviews that he's done, and the fact that they are doing Rose to the Top, I don't think it's happening anytime soon. I think he sees himself as like the big blue-eyed baby face of AEW, and he is to me. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Uh, let's see what the Omega Chats have to say. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Get in your Omega Chats there. We'll read out every single one of them. Over five US dollars. Uh, Ever the Villain says, To me, the Cody spot was horribly contrived and only served to get him over with the ooh, shiny things fans. This feud still serves no purpose and we are flaming tables. Rare miss in my book for AEW. I think it's, I, like you said earlier, and I think I totally buy with what cody said it was done to for the atlanta crowd when it felt like he had to one-up himself after the big spot he did last year mm. uh ket triple h is living rent free in cody's head it's not even funny i don't like that he's taking shots at triple h considering trips has had a rough few months seems like a dick move if you ask me i felt i felt that a bit too cat like is this the time to do such an obviously triple h jab well is it is it a jab at Triple H or is it yes. a jab at, or no, 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 no. Wait, it's wait the golden it. shovel. No, wait, wait for it. Or is it fans? Is it a jab at fans saying he is the the Triple H of AEW? No, um, do you know what I mean? Like it, it's not mm. him being like Triple H is a dick, Um, you know, like he did with the sledgehammer spot and the, the throne, which I, I believe Cody's also said was not a reference to Triple H. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. I think this this to me melt, felt more like it was a knock at fans who say you are the Triple H of this promotion, and him being like, should, anyone... I, uh, should I be the Triple H by getting the sledgehammer and the golden shovel out? No one's saying he's the Triple H though. They're saying he's the John Cena. I well, he's also in the position of power, so maybe people. I yeah, I don't know. Maybe people are maybe people are not. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. Maybe I'm coming to the defense of Cody unnecessarily. Why do subtext? Eric, <laughs> it's for he's cowards. been a Memberg for four months. Another perfect Cody's own match. Uh, Adam Vice, Cody, Mr. Middle Entrance, is the, is the because, yeah he, yeah, he comes out through the middle, doesn't he? I never thought of it like that. He's neither babyface nor heel. Uh, is the dog rates of wrestling. Drama is never below 11 out of 10, and sometimes up to 15. I always enjoy it, whether I cheer or boo. Also, TBS title, Jade Beats Red, Rosa and Ruby, to quote George Lucas, it's like poetry, it rhymes. Where's the rhyme? <laughs> alliteration. You're confusing Maybe. rhymes with alliteration. Red, Rose and Ruby. We'll get to the TBS stuff because I, I don't want Jade Cargill to win. Kevin May. Good afternoon. My mate was at the show last night and said the reaction to Cody was 50-50. Plus, she said security made bloody sure that the belt was not going to be thrown back. Oh, jeez. On a different note, I'd love Wardlow to win the diamond ring next week. Oh, that's a bit of fun. Nice. Yeah, that's a bit of fun. Uh, 
the human Godzilla. Cody has been working us with the Codyverse the entire time, hasn't he? He never thought all of this was good. It's all the setup for a delusional heel. Few people in the chat as well are saying that the Triple H comparisons are on Twitter, so that might be why we've never really encountered them. Maybe I have okay. been seeing it. It's on the Twitter machine. Uh, if this was a delusional heel storyline, I know AEW like their long-term booking, but it's a long, long way. I, th I think you could rewrite it to be a delusional heel story like if, if you yeah. do it you could be like like daniel bryan at wrestlemania 30 it was the plan all along i think you could i think you could certainly pretend <laughs> stephen levy do you think andrade expected to be put through a flaming table <laughs> you guys do know that if you don't expect the unexpected then you're screwed get slapped in the face by vince js wooten Cody really needs his own Dean Lerner because <laughs> Dean Lerner wouldn't let him go out there looking like he slept on cotton candy. Damn it, Cody. Get your S word together. D-A-D. Well, his hair amazing for life. Good Garth Marenghi quotage. We should have more Garth Marenghi on this show. <clears throat> yeah. Peter Mullins. The thing is, in a reverse suplex, Andrade hit the flame table face first. I know Cody took a massive amount of damage, but I really want to get an update on Andrade's eyebrows. Sean Rossap, where are you with the important news? Fire that table. Catch that arm. <laughs> catch that arm. <laughs> that that sounds like an old Hanna-Barbera sort of cartoon. Catch yeah. the arm. Catch or it's, the a, arm. Uh, it's a Dr. Seuss book. Mm. Can't say that anymore, though. <laughs> Can't say that these days. Uh, anyway, <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by beer52.com forward slash Rust Talk. Click the link in the video description down below or the one that's being spammed by our incredible and wonderful moderating team. 10 free craft beers on us. All you got to do is pay for that sweet post and packaging. UK viewers only. We're better than you and we drink it. Uh, right, so this episode was pretty, really, really solid, I'd say. Nothing, like, spectacular. Uh, I felt dirty giving the show a three out of five. Just put my chips on front street. Do you want to... I think it's the lowest score I've ever given an AW show. Is it really? <laughs> I don't often go below four. Uh, what do you think? Do you want to Do you want to rate it now? I mean, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have given it... Would I have given it a three? The Danielson stuff was so good. And I really like the MJF stuff. And I, I know people really aren't into MJF at the moment. Like, look, well, when I say people, when I say people, what I mean is like, I was scrolling through Twitter today and the people who are watching it live were really like, it's time for him to go. Like, it's time for him to get off screen and people don't didn't like him on commentary and this, that, and the other. I, I strongly disagree. I think mm. I think he's awesome. I think he's really, really good. Also, I, I, I but I don't want to talk about too much about MJF because... I put up that tweet the other day, uh, that joke tweet about Miz being a less good MJF. The amount of people that got in touch with me, it's exhausting. Wrestling yeah. Twitter is exhausting. Um, well, you know, what, what, what Twitter is, is going into a room of very angry, riled up people and yelling at, yelling a contra, like, a, you know, something that would probably inflame a lot of them because, you know, impulse, lack of impulse control. And then being like, 
why is everyone being so mean to me? <laughs> yeah. Wasn't the case of people getting so mean? It's people getting so mad about this. Yeah. Like people getting like not mad at me, just really mad about it. And I was like, this is exhausting being this mad about Miz. And it's like, an MJF, MJF's never main evented WrestleMania. So who cares? It's 24. Like, who cares? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I I mean, I gave this three out of five just because as great as the Danielson stuff was, as great as the Punk MJF stuff was, as much as I enjoyed the main event, it's like it's it's nowhere near as good as other segments last week that they did. So I think this hey, is a this is an average AEW show. It it really is. I'm I'm sticking with four though. A otherwise Tony Khan doesn't cash at me the money that I need to buy Christmas decorations. Um, but as much I loved the opening, I loved the MJF and Punk stuff, and I loved Cody and Andrade. But I also absolutely loved Statlander versus Soho. Uh, like that was easily oh. my match of the night. And yeah, there was stuff in the middle that was like you know not a whole great deal to say. But you know that's more than most shows will ever give you. So I'm, I'm sticking with four. Well, the show started with Excalibur saying well wishes to JR, which was very nice. Uh, and then Brian Danielson took on Alan Angels in Angels' hometown of Atlanta. And Hangman Page was on the on commentary. Because there was only a two-man booth initially, you had this sort of revolving cast of wrestlers doing commentary on matches until it stabilized for the second hour and Taz took over. Yeah, good match. Danielson sold a bit. I didn't mind it, though. It created more drama. Danielson made him tap, did the bicep flexes, and then Hangman Page was going to come down to beat up Danielson. But then John Silver came out and said, no, you're not allowed to touch him, remember? I was like, oh, that's that was some forced exposition. <laughs> I, I, If I was a betting man, I would probably wager that Tony Khan tweeted that out before the show and mm. then has probably assumed, well, everyone follows me on Twitter. So everyone will already know this storyline going into the show, and I and I I don't, and and so I didn't, and so like all of a sudden like Cody's like sorry Cody Danielson's in the ring being like you can't touch me, and I'm like can he? And then John Silver comes out and be like I know that you're not allowed to touch him, otherwise you'll get suspended. And I was like oh okay, but well, I, I guess that's the story then. Yeah, yeah. All it needed was for Danielson in the post-match interview in the ring to say, hey, you you, you sit back down, hangman. You can't come anywhere near me because Tony Khan has said this. You know that. Yeah, I thought it was a bit sloppily done, which is out of place for AEW. But then John Silver chased off Danielson and they'll have a match next week in John Silver's hometown of Long Island. And then in two weeks' time, at Winter is Coming, it's Danielson versus... Wang man. <laughs> oh, that font. Uh, <laughs> that font's never good, is it? Wang man versus Danielson. Wang man, Wang man page. <laughs> 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 you've ruined him you've ruined sorry, him for me now sorry. Well, best baby face fault. in a decade it's not my fault they called him Wangman in the graphic that's gotta be on his name bar next week uh, Wangman yeah. Adam Page or be on BC or something well winter is coming 
title match, Paige's Wangman's first title defense. <laughs> uh, and last year we got a title change on this show. I know. Well, I mean, I nearly suggested that's what we do with the title this week. Does Danielson win? Oh, we'll have to find out. I'm really looking forward to Silver versus Danielson, though. That'll be fun. Um, Miro is trapped in Janice's mind from the good place. Next. You had, a, you had a much better version of this. I wrote down in my notes, he's bit in that bit in the Matrix when they're waiting for the guns to appear. Mm. Yeah, so Miro is just in this white expanse and he's walking around. He's being intercut. It's very well done, actually. It's sort of given the impression, without saying it, that he is in purgatory, which plays heavily into his whole god redeemer like gimmick uh but yeah come back please miro Mm. i've I've missed you Uh, after that we got cm punk versus lee moriarty uh with mjf on commentary this time and it went a long time like the danielson match was pretty you know i I was never in doubt that danielson was gonna win and it was over within five seven minutes the punk moriarty match moriarty took like above 80 percent and it went on 10 12 minutes did you um did you see punk's title bar when he was coming down to the ring won an 11 minute match against qt marshall on last week's dynamites like they made reference they only ever do that when it's short matches so they were making they were letting you the viewer know it took him 11 minutes 11 minutes to beat qt marshall last week and in case you hadn't quite got that that's the storyline they were telling MJF was there on commentary to hammer home the point. Yeah, but I don't, what do you think of this story? Because, you know, we've spoken about, oh, this is the story before. Punk has ring rust. He's sort of unsteady on his own feet. And he admitted that himself last week. But this week, yeah, it was made really, really clear by MJF that Punk should be beating these people in minutes. Yeah. But Punk you know, realistically behind the scenes wants to help get over these guys and has crafted a story where he can go long because he he's not as good in the ring as he used to be. Well, he's taken seven years off. Ring rust is a thing. I, I, I think it's really good. What I love about this is that they've been doing this since day one of Punk coming in, but it's only like they were sowing those seeds and those seeds are now being, they're now becoming plants. And I think that's a really, really nice touch. And I think MJF is the perfect foil for that as well. But a bit as well, because they kept mentioning on commentary, he's wrestled more matches than you this year, MJF. And MJF was like, I don't need to. Like when I wrestle, it's money. Like it's a special, it's a special deal when I wrestle. I'm not like PG Punk up there who is desperate for the spotlight and desperate to prove that he can go when he can't. And I think that either MJF was doing really, really great stuff on commentary. Yeah, I really liked it as well. And I liked the match. Like I at first I was a bit like, what what's going on here i don't like it (laughs) i want punk to just win because with the qt marshall match that was always that was quite decisively gonna be punk but you know he just went just took a while to beat him this one i felt like moriarty was getting too much but then by the end of the match i was like actually this is a really nice little narrative um punk just kind of you know, you could say it was a veteran move. You could say it was a lucky move. Just hit a GTS and won. 
Yeah, I thought Moriarty looked really, really great in this match. He is something special, actually. I think he, you know, we've got our award ceremony, uh, the well, award ceremony, we've got the Wrestle Talk Awards shows coming up later on uh, this month. We've got the form going out to all of our website writers, the, the on screen team, the editors, and everyone uh, in between, as well as the extended Wrestle Talk universe. And we have got the breakout star of 2022. I'm expecting quite a few votes for Moriarty in yeah. there because I think I it's was... going to be, I, I think it's going to be a big deal next year. For me, it was Garcia, Martin, who's kind of already broken out, let's be honest, or Moriarty. I went Garcia, though. Yeah. Or if you're Andy Datsun, Bianca Belair. <laughs> Got the year wrong. Hey, come on. Let's be nice to the guy. I know. Uh, so uh, just a slight tangent. I see Danielson. He's winning matches with in a different way every time. I see Punk who's struggling to win with his one move every time. When these two collide, that, that is... Too, it's the it's the unstoppable force versus, like, the jittery <laughs> the train. Jittery that's like, you know, <laughs> I, what, what a story! <laughs> that's going to be really good, yeah. Mm. Uh, but then MJF cut a promo after Punk won. Uh, said some great lines like Punk is only good these days at trying to get into Britt Baker's bedroom. MJF said he's the spark to a flame that Punk hasn't had since 2011 uh, and then said he's going to kill his dog. Yeah, the dog line just came out of nowhere. Like, it was just like, here's some regularly, here are your regularly scheduled insults and now I'm going to kill your dog. I'm like, whoa, where are, you, where are we going here, MJF? And that was when Punk, you know, got out of the ring. I was like, hey, don't say that about my dog, man. I love my dog. Uh, I'm not a dog person. You famously hate dogs. I never said I hate dogs. Well, that's, that's not true. I did, I did say that, but I was I was emphasizing the point. I, I prefer cats. And I don't even really like cats that much. I'm a hard cat guy. Uh, but I have you been watching Selling Sunset on Netflix? No, I've not. I've got You're a kid. aware of this show. I, I, I'm not even aware of this show. I've got a kid. I'm watching Great British Menu from earlier this year. It was the lockdown rage last year. It's about, it's in LA. It's a load of sort of plastic surgery men and women who go out and sell very expensive houses and have real life dramas behind the scenes. This show sounds awful. I, I, I so, hate it so much. Season four, out last week. Number one in the UK. <laughs> it... I watched an episode where they had a full-on serious birthday party for their dogs. Just let the world burn at this point. Restart <laughs> it in the metaverse. Do you know what? If that if if that's how you enjoy your time, more power to you. I actually think it's wonderful that that's how you enjoy your time. It's not it's it's not for me, but I'm glad that you get it. I know I'm glad that you enjoy it. I think they need to get a life. Uh, so yeah, so that was that was like the big end. Bit. Sorry, there's a comment here. Where is it? You're so white. What the? Because of the lighting? No, because of you watching this show. Hey, it's the number one show in the UK on Netflix. Oh, sorry, that really made me laugh. It's not just me watching this show. Uh, anyway, MJ, the Wardlow stepped in between them. What a coward MJF is! And and the the other thing I want to talk about here is MJF. 
kept on putting over how he's going to win the Diamond Battle Royal next week because that would make him the three-time winner. He's won it twice already. It's always been part of his gimmick. And I was like, it's in his hometown as well. He said he's going to be more over in Chicago than Punk hit, like in in Long Island than Punk is in Chicago. So imagine if Punk costs MJF the match and that idea that someone said earlier that Wardlow wins instead. Yeah, I mean, I, I know it's like Steve was saying on Going and Raw that he's kind of over the diamond ring as a gimmick. I still really like it, actually. I, I think it's a really good finish. And I think that it works so well with MJF, but maybe this is the year to take it off of him because that means he's going into the Punk match without it. And that's going to be really great fuel for Punk in promos. Stop being racist to me, guys. <laughs> Everyone's calling me so white. White no, is mayonnaise. Ollie's favorite spice is mayonnaise. I put it on everything. <laughs> gonna can- gonna start cancelling people. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So after that, we got Jamie Hater with uh, Britt Baker and Rebel, and they're obviously not fine. But Britt Baker said Hater's gonna destroy Riho next week. Uh, probably leading to a Brit versus Hater feud. I think down the line, yeah, <clears> certainly. <throat> I think that's where we're in the direction of going. So this is where the, the show sort of went off for me. Because I really enjoyed it. It was a really solid opening. But then there was like a just a bit of nonsense for a moment. Where Adam Cole makes his full-on entrance to the ring. Gets in the ring. Does Adam Cole Bay Bay. Then turns around, walks up the ramp. Gets on commentary. Orange Cassidy comes out. Taunts him a bit. The Young Bucks come out, super kick. No, uh, Adam Cole low blows Orange Cassidy. They beat him up and they're chased off by the best friends. That's the whole segment. Whole segment. Bit of continuation for the story. When Cole made his full entrance, I just assumed this was fight feed stuff. And this was like in the ad break for the uh, the American like feed, right? Because I was like, the man, he's doing the full entrance here. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just a way to further uh, the storyline between super click and best friends. It's all right, I guess. I just it didn't. This this is something from another company when they just have people randomly come out for commentary for no reason. This well, there was a reason. Weird there wasn't really, like everyone was, was doing. Co- well, everyone was there was a two man booth, so they were having like a rotating like because every every match had guest commentary on it. But for what match? Well, they they didn't do it because he then had his... Orange Cassidy came out and stopped him from commentating on the next match, which would have been Wardlow versus AC Adams. So then... Why would would Adam Cole be commentating on Wardlow versus AC Adams? He's a good talker. It was weird for me. Didn't do it for me. Tony Nese had a promo. Tony Nese had a promo on Sammy Guevara. Wardlow destroyed this poor guy called AC Adams. Four consecutive power bombs. The crowd love Wardlow. They're like, one more power bomb. Do it one more time. Um, are you happy that Tony Nese is doing something now? Sure. <laughs> cool. Yeah, cool. Um, with the Wardlow thing, though, uh, as soon as Wardlow pinned in one, two, three, Sean Spears ran into the ring and wailed on AC Adams like three or four times with the steel chair and then looked like he'd just orgasmed. And Wardlow was like, oh, this freaking guy. Yeah, I guy. loved the interaction between them here. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't think people put over enough actually how good Wardlow is in getting these storylines over through his facial reactions alone, because he's not cutting promos. He's doing this all through his facial reactions and body language, and he's really getting the story across well. Yeah, I, I wish they got more, because I really like Spears in this as well. The sort of psychopathic chair. What's he called again? The chairman? Yeah, the chairman. Really like it. Uh, Phoenix can't travel. Uh, they said it was an injury, but apparently it's a travel issue. So it's now Pentagon versus and Pack versus FTR on Rampage. Uh, after I'm, that, I'm, got... I'm ready for I'm ready for Lucha Bros and FTR to move on. Um, I, th I, th I think I thought you know full, full Gear felt like it probably should have been the end of this. I'm, I'm kind of ready for these two teams to move apart now. Then we got Gun Club versus Sting and Darby Allen. And finally, Darby the main Allen. event is here. <laughs> Darby Allen was insane in this match. He was great throwing himself around everywhere. But it was all, I think, like the last couple of weeks, we've all been like, why is the gun club getting such a sudden push? And I think this is it. I think just like in August, and we had that sudden 2.0 feud with Sting and Darby Allen. And it was just it was just a thing to build up a one-off TV Sting match. And this one was more important because it was in the old WCW territory of Atlanta. Yeah, we're in Hotlanta, you know, one of Sting's big home bases. This was really good fun, actually. I love watching Sting and Darby tag matches. I think Darby is an excellent tag partner for him. Uh, watching Sting and Billy Gunn work together was actually pretty rad. And uh, I, was, I was kind of into this. I, I mean, I, I said this to you a couple of weeks back. My controversial hot take, and granted, I did watch this in a hospital corridor, so I don't think this is the, the best experience to be watching this. But I'm, I had more fun watching Sting and Darby Allen versus FTR than I did Danielson Omega. <laughs> I just I just really like their tag matches. It's amazing that Sting now has like Sting wrestling a match and taking bumps and hitting moves just not phase me. Yeah, right. It's incredible, isn't it? Like last year, this time last year, we thought, oh, it's it's just gonna be well, actually, no, he debuted it. Winter is coming. It was with the mm -hmm. revolution match, wasn't it? Where we were like, oh, this will just be cinematic matches for Sting, and that'll be it. But no, we got in like full actual Sting matches, and it's really, really great. Also, just happy to see an ass boys chance going on uh for for the uh, gun club particularly as well because now that we've got wang man on the on the <laughs> on the roster i think wang man versus the ass boys is, is waiting to happen wang man and the wingman maybe <laughs> once he's done with dark order he can team up with was it ryan nemeth jd drake and the other one <laughs> peter, peter avalon peter avalon and Tall the other guy, the other Caesar Bononi. Oh yeah, yeah, I like yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. I like them. Uh, Jericho was cutting a promo backstage, but he was jumped by Garcia and 2.0. Apparently, this was filmed last week because Jericho is actually in the UK on a fuzzy tour, and he won't be on Rampage. Well, a way to write him off commentary for Rampage. Oh dear, no Jericho commentary on Rampage. Sad times. I like the show I better like when he, Jericho's I, commentary. I, I like the show better when it's not him on commentary. Uh, Leo Rush then weirdly comes out. This was another one of those weird bits. It made perfect sense, but it just didn't play right. Leo Rush comes out because Taz is on commentary with Team Taz, and he says he's a fighter. How he's going to go down fighting, even if he's got a one percent chance. He Leo did everything he could, and he did get the crowd into him a little bit, but. Something was just off here. Uh, Dante smirked at him, and that was it. 
do you think it's because like it's team Taz and it's, it's I, I love team Taz and I love that this company puts a lot of time into team Taz. I love that they're, they're, they're always on TV. Like they never win feuds. They never win matches, but they're always out there on TV. And Taz is so good. And he's such a great promo. And he's got a wicked like heel laugh. They're like, oh, it's, it's Taz, isn't it? Taz is fun. But then the crowd are like, yeah, but it is Team Taz though, isn't it? You know, like when CM Punk had that mini feud with Team Taz for a little bit. And I was like, really? Team Taz? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's weird also to go from Taz, you know, I'm, I'm baddest mother effer. We're going to F you up. Yeah, bull S word. And then he goes, Ruby, Ruby, Ruby Soho. <laughs> and he sings Ruby Soho's entrance. He does love singing along with Ruby's entrance theme. He's too goofy. Botchamania <laughs> has ruined Taz for me in the same way that Wang Man has ruined Paige for me. You're welcome. You think uh, it's all a ruse? I still think Dante I and Leo Rush. Yeah. Yeah. Probably in the are they in yeah, the diamond ring thing? Well, they might be. I have no idea. I've, have they announced participants for it? It's a twelve man thing. I think it's the diamond dozen. I don't know, but yeah, I think Dante Martin is just you know he's doing this to work them from the inside. Thunder Rosa put her student against Jade Cargill for this Friday. Can't remember her name actually. And then we got the TBS tournament match: Ruby Soho versus Chris Statlander. Which Luke said was his match of the night. Match of the night for me. Thought this was terrific stuff. Left a lot on the table for future matches as well. Loved the finish. On any other night, it could have been any one of them. I just thought it was a really, really excellently well-worked match. They both came out swinging. They both worked their asses off. This was really, really, really great stuff. And it's matches like this... And we've had a few of these matches, actually, like Rosa and Hater is another one where you're like, oh, yeah, Jade Cargill should not be winning this tournament. <laughs> like it's, it's every single time you see one of these matches, you're like, man, it definitely shouldn't be Jade, though, should it? And it, it probably still will be Jade, but there's so many other people that it probably should be before it gets to Cargill. And I'm not even I'm not even down on Cargill. I think she's grand and everything. I just don't think she's ready for that position. Yeah, it's difficult because she's got such a great look. Like, she's definitely got the best presence mm -hmm. of everyone going for the title. M maybe Thunder Rosa just pips it. Uh, but, you know, for like a mainstream just wow factor, surely it's Cargill. But yeah, will AEW go for looks over, you know, in-ring work, which is not typically what they do, but it might not be maybe less now's looks. the time. It may not be less looks. It may just be more like who have we got? Who are we going to put more stock into as we go down the line? Like you know, because mm. they, they, they clearly love Jade Cargill. You know, she's not lost a single match. She gets like really high profile bits and bobs. Like, Rampage is her show. This which said she gets her featured match on Rampage every couple of weeks. I just don't think that it should be her winning this tournament, particularly when you look at who else is left in the in the brackets. For the actual match, I. You know, it was fine for me. I did, I thought it was a decent match. I preferred Rosa. Uh, Hater. Hater last week. Uh, this match was, you know, it was, it was starting to get into that next gear. There was a terrific sequence where Ruby hit this poison Rana and then a sort of running low hurricane Rana spiked into the mat and then Chris Statlander kicked out. And I was like, boom, okay, wicked. Here we go. Third, final third of the match, and then it then it ended immediately after. 
Mm-hmm. That, so I was just like, ah, oh, well, it wasn't the great match that they could have had, but they're probably, set, like you said, saving that for another time. I do hope now, because we're in the semifinals now, right? So two matches. We've got three matches left. Yeah. I want a lot of time to be given to these semifinals because I, I still don't feel like the TBS title, uh, the TBS tournament, has had that great women's match that it needs. Oh, well, I don't know. I, I heard rumors that TNT hate women and uh, don't want them to have any TV time on their channel. That's 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 the rumor that I heard. No, it's just just AEW. Uh, <laughs> but Nyla Rose tried to beat Ruby Soho up afterwards. Statlander made the save. Vicky Guerrero was involved too. And then we had Cody versus Andrade. So overall, yeah, three out of five show for me. I mean, the community poll has spoken. 47% 5 out of 5, 37% 4 out of 5, 12% 3 out of 5. 47% said it was a 5 out of 5 show. Look, I love AEW and everyone's entitled to their opinion. But if you put, if you think of the best show AEW has done, and that's a 5 out of 5, I have no idea how so many people went for a 5 out of 5. Well, you know, as Brienne put it right here, it was just as good as Raw, Rolly. <laughs> So let's get into your Omega chats. Still on the topic of Cody and Andrade's flaming table, Meng says, The spot makes everyone worse off. Brandy looks stupid for flaming the table that clearly under that's clearly under Cody, Andrade, despite landing on the mat. Oh, Andrade, despite landing on the mat, got pinned by a guy who went through a flaming table, and Cody took Selena Del Sol on flaming table and won the match. I would disagree with a lot of that, Meng. If I mean, unless you're the actual Meng, in which case I'm not going to disagree with a single word you've got to say. Um, but I disagree with a lot of that. As someone actually pointed out earlier, like Andrade's fate went face first through the table. Like it, his face went into fire. Like I don't. Mm. So I don't. I I disagree with that. Matt Noble, genuine question to those who say you have to give Cody credit for the spot. Did he do that spot for us or did he do it for him to try and buy the crowd over and save his character? And if it's the latter, is that healthy? I don't know how I feel about it. Matt Noble, you have just raised the question of what is professional wrestling? And, <laughs> and is, is professional re- wrestling a healthy mindset for anyone to take on? <laughs> it's a good, yeah, that's a very good reply. Uh, but I, I know what Matt Noble's saying. I felt like mm-hmm. that was a bit more accentuated in this moment. Dang God of... I don't have an answer either. Dang God of Thunder. I was there last night and the Cody match felt like a waste of time. I used it as my bathroom break, caught the ending, and it looked like a botch. Cody goes through the table and wins anyway. Rampage was 11 out of 10 excellent, though. Jam that jam. I mean, in fairness, with Pack and Penta versus FTR, I don't think you're going to have a bad night. That sounds like a great match. Riot DR, I once from the top rope, reverse suplexed Andrade through a table on fire. Not the table, I was on fire. Statham from Spy Reference. Who's Riot... referencing Spy? I was going to say Riot DR, I think you're the only person who would understand that reference. No one's referencing Is it that classic film, that classic performance. Jason Statham from Spy. 
Have you seen it? I think I have. Is that the one with Melissa McCarthy? Yeah. Staith is excellent in it. Staith is excellent he's in it. so funny. But he's really, really funny in the movie. I would... Uh, uh, seriously, though, love the show. Love you guys. Stay jamming. Stay jamming. Uh, Nathan... Nathan Barnes, I'm honestly astounded at this point that you got that you boys can't see that Cody isn't trying to get cheered and is clearly playing a delusional heel. The crowd wants the the character wants the crowd to love him as a hero, and the harder he tries, the more of a villain he becomes. I think that's you putting that on it, Nathan, as opposed to that is what is actually happening. I think what you're actually seeing is Cody wants to be cheered and isn't getting cheered. It's not, and, and that's not like a character decision. That is just Cody the man wants to be cheered and is not. Yeah, I agree. Uh, William Rosmer, my back is out, so I've been stuck in bed all week. You guys' content is getting me through. After pulling out the sledgehammer and golden shovel last night, Cody is either completely tone deaf or going to turn soon, right? I think he thinks it's cool. I think that he thinks it's it's like it's a great this will pop the crowd, and I don't think it works the way he thinks it is. Sarah Sullivan, Cody, I'm a good guy. Fans, nah. Cody, here's my shoes. I'm a good guy. Fans, nah. Cody lights himself on fire. Fans, Jesus, Cody, relax. Fine, we will cheer you. Good show was totally caught red-handed by Ollie last week for falling off AEW because Hangman left. LOL. Uh, Nicholas Wong said, I Wang don't man. like... <laughs> Nicholas... Nicholas Wong man, Adam Page, said, I didn't like MJF's Baker lines. Felt like uh, when Miz couldn't stop talking about Bad Bunny after Mania. Wasn't needed. Honestly made MJF look a little lame, as he usually is the master of cheap heat, but this was very Miz WWE line to throw. Oh, I disagree. I thought it was really good. Yeah. I, yeah, I actually thought the Baker thing was was really good. I, I think, you know, a few people said, like, it's... it's. I think he did something with Baker's jacket or something last week. Mm. And I think it just punks a big mark for her. So I think it, I, I think it just really works. Uh, Sadie Degenhausen said, Hi, boys. Long time, no chance. Look, I'd like to know uh, some of the people who want MGF to leave. I just want to chat and throw hands. I'm sorry, but did y'all hear MGF call his mum... There's a censored word, so I don't know what he actually called her in the pick and pick. Tony sounded uncomfy. Still love him though. XO, XO, bye. He did call her something in during the fight feed during commentary. Oh, uh, what did he call M- her? MJF has a feud with his own mum. He, yeah. he, he he's called her a, like a slut or something in another <laughs> interview, I remember. <laughs> Bacon Rasher. Hi, lads. I wasn't a fan of the MJF punk bit this week. I'm sure it will get better and looking forward to the Wardlow turn. Plus, loving Spears currently. Also, Ollie, why is the front of your hair now so dark? Finally, Hill DAD cheated and screwed Pete. LIW for life. Uh, yeah, no one I has don't ever know. said that. No one has ever said that about a money in the bank cash in, by the way. A money in the. <laughs> Yeah, uh, who's pushing the narrative that you're turning heel? Is this a LIW <laughs> Pete, thing? Pete yeah. is. Pete's coding call, this. Uh, he called his mum a skank. Oh. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so why is your... your we, I think you've addressed earlier why your hair is much darker at the front. No idea. Uh, apparently <laughs> hair transplants are quite unpredictable in that regard. You don't know what colour a hair will be. You can take a grey hair from the back of your head, put it in the front, might just decide to grow dark. And that's what the majority of them have done. Uh, but I'm still grey at the sides, so it just looks like I've got weird 
dying techniques. So also poor old Sarah Jane Deganhausen said, sorry, mods, didn't mean to start, sorry, mods, didn't mean to start all of that in the chat, because now everyone's telling us what um, uh, MJF called his mum. <laughs> Uh, Jonathan Grant said, um, newer wrestling viewer, and last night I graduated to fan. Don't know what it is about that TBS match, but it really got me. I cheered every time that Statlander kicked out and groaned when she took the pin. First match I had that kind of emotional reaction to. I'm hooked. That's great to hear. Kevin May, Chris versus Ruby was my match of the night, and I really wanted Ruby to win. I really like Jade, but I think it's a touch too soon, and I don't want Ruby taking another big loss so soon, in my opinion. Oh, my mate has also said the Rampage matches were incredible. They always are, it seems. It's difficult. Ruby, Rosa, Cargill. There's a lot of, there's a lot of people who should be champion. It's almost like you could have more than one women's match on a show, but who am I? Who am I to say such a thing? Malewis said a year and a half ago, Brody said to Adam Page that the Dark Order will have his back, not the elite, when he wins the title. God, I love how far back AEW has been telling this story. Mm. Uh, I'll hot tag back to you to take us home. Charles Berg, while AEW has great matches, likeable characters and good stories, I fear they are trending downwards. We all know the success of a company boils down to one thing, and I'm concerned the lack of egg in AEW programming will ruin the company. Jam that jam. Charles, you worked me there for a second. <laughs> Goddamn egg. CJ Thornton, this code is on fire. Too soon. Always love the reviews. It helps me get through the crap week. Also, with the constant Baker comment, I am interested in the idea of future Punk or MJF versus Adam Cole match. Much love from West Virginia. Jam that jam. Jam that jam. Yeah, Cole Cole versus Punk. MJF versus Cole. All of them. I'm excited for all of it. Uh, Nate S. I thought Miro was trapped in the YouTube algorithm. (laughs) Miro to WrestleTalk confirmed good back reference that's a very that's a that's a deep cut uh zoe sung on andre is my favorite far cry villain pack is now punished pack from metal gear ollie reading what dmd means on urban dictionary <laughs> had me smart giggling again also forums used to have flame wars and luke misses them that's wild also ollie ruby will win and get the 2002 Shawn michaels <laughs> confetti I was like four in 2002. RVD is the reason I liked wrestling. Those are all references to our Survivor Series 2002 review that went live on Patreon last week or earlier this week. In fact, it was on Monday. And I do, uh, and I do miss uh, forum flame wars. I do, I do miss it. It's more Cameron fun than Christie. Twitter was. Cameron Christie. Hey guys, first time super chatting. I thought this Dynamite episode was a little lower for the AEW standards, even though the main event rocked. Thoughts on the Mero segment? Also, who you guys have for the first TBS champion? Uh, For me, it's got to be either Rosa or Soho for me to win the title. Rosa for me. uh, Intrigued by the Mero stuff. Uh, And yeah, no, it was a five out of five Dynamite. What are you talking about, Cameron? Zoe sung again. And lastly, Spears wearing a blazer without a shirt and a beanie. He's great. Man of style. Charles Berg. I forgot to ask, can we rename the gun club to Billy Ass and his cheeks? (laughs) (laughs) I knew Ollie was a hard cat person, but I'm shocked with Luke. I will say whether it's dogs, cat, fish, ham, Luke or reptiles, having an animal give you unconditional love is fantastic. It, on, honestly, Charles, it's it's all animals, 
really like i i don't have an emotional connection to them so it's not even like i i hate dogs or i hate cats or i just prefer one or the other i just don't i'm i'm that part of me is dead inside I, and i appreciate that it is me being dead inside you like you like your human baby i love my human baby she's fantastic i'm i'm a i'm a people person i like humans <laughs> you're john laurenitis circa 2010 <laughs> 2012 whenever that's some was. stupid punk memberg for six months taz math love taz almost as much as i love ruby fracking soho did you lads hear cody yell lean in when he pulled out the golden shovel hashtag heel i didn't know uh brett j rasmussen can someone please explain to me why people don't like Cody? Oh, geez. We're near the end of the show, Brett. It's a, it's a big topic. I love Cody and he's just great, but it's really confusing where the crowd boos him. But that, then when a high spot or something happens, they cheer him. Why do people not like Cody? It's confusing. Short answer. People are doing it to troll him at this point. I think I think there are people that genuinely don't like Cody and they're kind of sick of him as a baby face and they don't like him that much at all. But there are people that are just doing it to troll him at this point. You know, like it's like it's just a Pavlovian response to just boo Cody at this point. Kind of like that we were all just booing Roman for the sake of booing Roman a few years back. Earlier this year, Cody had a few feuds and weird promos that didn't work. There was the whole feud with Anthony Gogo. There was the weird I'll beat you. Dutchland for America promo and people yeah people just decided to start booing him because they didn't like that stuff and it, it wasn't good so that's why they booed him then Cody was like no please don't boo me and now it's really fun to boo Cody because he doesn't <laughs> want it yeah pretty much Nick Ortiz hey guys first time chatting and I just wanted to express how I now have more incentive to go to the gym at least once a week last night they were playing dynamite Best workout I've had all year because I can't get it at home. Jam that jam. Oh, that is a good get better. Uh, and finally, Big Mike says, just was wondering, are you guys going to have a Christmas special this year? Your guys' content is honestly the best. Just think not only are you guys providing content, you're saving lives. We will be doing the Christmas show. Traditionally, the worst video we make every single year. Uh, it'll be going out on Christmas Day. We're actually recording it next week because that is the first opportunity we're going to have to do our, or the only opportunity we've got to do our Christmas party. So we're recording it next Thursday, and then it will sit in the can for a few weeks before Christmas Day arrives. And thank you to our new members, Edgar Carazzo and Cameron Christie. Thank oh, you beautiful very people. much, both of you. Thank you um, so, so much. And does anything else come in? No? Cool. Well, that's all we've got time for today. Thanks for joining us for the AEW Dynamite Review. Beer 52 UK viewers only. You've only got a few days left for this offer. Beer52.com forward slash WrestleTalk. You get 10 free craft beers. All you have to do is pay £5.95 for the postage and packaging. Makes the perfect Christmas gift. got planned for the weekend i well you know it all depends on the result of these pcr oh, tests yeah, yeah i've got to wait for that tomorrow haven't we but i'm going up to visit some elderly relatives in the in the uh, up north let's definitely wait till those results come in then yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> who haven't had electricity for the better part of this week oh, on account of, of storm arwen yeah. um 
But Saturday night, I'm going to see some wrestling, hopefully. Again, PCR tester. Yeah. So I get an email a couple of weeks ago, Signature Brewery, my favorite brewery. Uh, They do loads of collaborations with bands. They just re-released their their Christmas beer with the darkness, the Bell's End beer. Oh, that's good. You just call it the Bell's End. Yeah. Yeah, it probably is. Uh, and yeah, they're really cool. They have loads of events there. I love them. They're the place that did a Simpsons marathon of all the best episodes uh, on SummerSlam Day outside in a big open air thing. Anyway, they're great. And who should be running a show there this Saturday but Pro Wrestling Eve? I was about to say, Eve have been doing work with Signature, haven't they? Yes. So yeah, I thought I'd uh, I'd show my face. I'll tell Ash and, to keep an eye out for you because I think he's working. Oh, well, Ash be there. Of course. That's good. Uh, but, you know, it's not an ideal place for in the in the round wrestling. This is going to be everyone sitting in one long, narrow column and then a ring at the end of it. Hmm. I've not watched wrestling that? like that before. How are you feeling about it? Well, you know, I'll have fun because I'll drink a lot and there'll be there'll be a couple of good matches. Although I don't know, you know, I don't actually know the card. Let's have a look here. As an update, uh, Andy (coughs) has sent me a message to say, quote, I'll be watching the podcast from bed. So be sure to give me lots of sympathy on air. I want it to be about me and not AEW. Yeah. Let's not mention him at all. <laughs> Let's not even bring up the fact that we're remote. You yeah. should pretend like it's... <laughs> uh, what, what are you doing this weekend? And I'll find the, the card. I am putting up a Christmas tree. Yay! We're going to watch some Christmas films. We're going to have some Christmas tunes, some Christmas drinks, and put up a Christmas tree in our decorations. And I'm very, very excited about that. Um Particularly because the other tree that I've bought isn't going to be arriving until the, the my, my birthday, the thirteenth. It'll be the day before, really, the thirteenth of <laughs> December. I'm expecting it. Um, so this is like my. I get to do it twice, so that's cool. I get to spread out a little bit, and we didn't really mm-hmm. get to do it last year because we had the house move. I didn't move into my new place until the eighteenth, so I didn't put up any decks until the eighteenth. So I'm, I'm really going to enjoy it this year because I didn't get to do it a lot last year. And this year will be a lot better because you can show. A baby, a, a little baby. Look exactly. at all, look at all the little bulbs. Oh, and she what's might, this oh, tinsel. She might get really into like the lights and everything flickering. I'm just going to show this up on screen. One second. It's going to be Hold like on. a little baby rave. Hold on. Uh, <laughs> uh, for, for podcast listeners, Luke's wearing a dress. <laughs> Luke wearing a dress. And I look damn good in it as well. Um, so yes, I'll be doing that, uh, watching the final episode of Games Master unless I get sent it early, which is has been the case with the previous two episodes. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much my weekend spent. Uh, and recovering from doing Blood on the Clock Tower, which I'm doing tomorrow evening. Oh, fun. Mm-hmm. It yeah. is fun. A mad script for it. Mad old script. Apparently, Pete anxiety was anxiety in for <laughs> not wanting to be the demon. Apparently, Pete was saying that um, the plan for the Christmas party next week, should that go ahead, Andy Datsun, 
um, is that we're going to do an in-person Blood on the Clock Tower before we go to Bat and Ball. I am well, stunned. You, you go to Bat and Ball, I'm not going. I'm stunned by uh, people suggesting things and then other people hearing this is the plan. Adam <laughs> said... I could do Blood on the Clock Tower for everyone because the place we had the thing booked for sort of just weirdly cancelled our booking twice. Oh, they can't cancel it again? Yeah. What? I had to ring them them up again and go, what's going on here? Do you not want us to come? I paid the deposit and everything. Uh, And they were like, oh, sorry, that's weird. Yeah, sorry, that's weird. But uh, we've now given out this other table. I'm like, but it was my table. And they're like, do you want a refund? I was like, no! No, no, on the table! Yeah, so now we are ping-ponging from 9 till 10 and then karaoke from 10.30 till midnight. But of course, we're going to record the Christmas special. That will finish at 6. So from 6 till 9, nothing to do. And Adam said, I could do a Blood on the Clock Tower. We could get pizza and stuff delivered here. I was like, yeah, it sounds good. But what about beer? He's like, well, we could get some beer. I was like, well, maybe. See what everyone else says. Pete hears board games. And he's like, that's it. That's the plan. Shh, it's three o'clock, Luke. I know. I know. Well, I'm just going to finish off now. Pete's told Tempest that's what we're doing for the Christmas party. I was listening to the NXT podcast from yesterday. Anyway, that is it for this episode. <laughs> what have you been told? That's, uh, that's all we've got time for on this edition of the podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. I'm back tomorrow with Denise Salcedo, Team Danug, <laughs> back together once again like Renegade Masters. Thank you. I love you. Goodbye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.